If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. School of Humans. I have said many times before that in a death investigation, everyone is lying about something. Some lies are fairly innocent. Maybe someone covers for a friend because they want to protect that person's reputation. Or sometimes a person doesn't want to admit that they were somewhere they weren't supposed to be or doing something that they wanted to keep secret. This is the last episode of season four. I said back at the beginning of this season that we wanted to go through the process of elimination. We wanted to put the evidence out there in the most logical way and then mount a call to action so that people would come forward and help us construct the timeline. It's like deja vu all over again. Again, we're going back to the timeline, back to the beginning of the investigation. We've come full circle and we have to question everything that we knew to be true. I'm a journalist and an investigator, not a police officer. I don't have access to case files. I can't make people talk to me. Instead, my strategy has always been to try and get all the information that is out there, to talk to as many people as I can, and crucially, to try to spot inconsistencies. And in this case, some people's stories are not matching up. A big part of my job is separating those little white lies from the lies that indicate that a person could be hiding something truly horrifying. 
I'm Katherine Townsend. This is Hell and Gone. Let's go over what we figured out so far. At the beginning of the case, there was a narrative that Ebby had been gang-raped by four guys at a party, and that this had been a big party. That's what a lot of people thought, including Ebby's friend Kaylee. Like, people explained it like it was like a big, huge party, and there were so mm-hmm. many people, and then now hearing that, like it was only a few friends, so I didn't know about that at all either. But we now know that this was just a small gathering of friends. And judging by Ebby's messages, that she was having a conflict with one guy, Elle, because she believed that he had videotaped her without her consent. Kaylee also verifies this from some of the screenshots that appeared on her phone storage. It was just screenshots of her talking to this one guy on Instagram. And she was like, your friend needs to delete that video, like, it's not okay. I didn't know that he was trying to take a video. And she was like, if you don't delete it, I'll get the cops involved. And then he was just like, no, you don't need to do that. We don't need to get them involved. This sounds very similar to the social media exchanges that we saw. Ebby was contacting C to get L's info, and C seemed to be cooperative. Though these guys have been treated in a lot of media stories as the only suspects, we found no evidence that there had been any communication between CNL and Ebby after early Saturday. Then there's the car. In the beginning, the only story that we ever heard was that the security guard, Guy Hooper, had reported Ebby's abandoned car. Then we found the incident report, the one that showed that it was Lee, the neighbor, and not the security guard, who reported Ebby's car on Friday, October 30th. We still have questions about Saturday night. We know that Ebby saw Eric, probably late on Friday night, and spent the rest of the night there. At some point on Saturday, she went to her brother's house. She saw Danielle. She spent the afternoon at her grandparents. Then she exchanged those Instagram messages with Eric late on Saturday afternoon, letting him know that she was okay. On Saturday night, Trevor went to a wedding out of town so Ebby could not stay at his house. It seemed like her plans changed after the assault. She didn't go out of town or to the church event to meet Danielle. It's possible that she could have met another friend on Saturday night. We know that she talked to Leo shortly after the assault. And according to our source, she seemed distraught. Kaylee also told us about someone else who she introduced Ebby to someone who had smoked pot with Ebby recently, and someone who was the cause of friction between Ebby and her parents. His name is Charles. Charles was one of Kaylee's managers at Big Rock Fun Park, where she got a job after leaving Playtime Pizza. That's the job where she met and became friends with Ebby. Apparently, Ebby's parents got upset because Ebby was hanging out with Charles, who they considered a bad influence. And Kaylee believes that by extension, that meant they considered her a bad influence. We know that Ebby was going through a tough time. 
But again, there is zero indication that she was suicidal. Unfortunately, Trevor passed away. So there's no way to know exactly what he heard in his last conversation with Evie. But there was someone else who was there during that conversation. Someone who overheard Trevor and Evie talking that Sunday, right before she disappeared. We'll be right back. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires and connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 
The person who overheard Trevor and Abby's conversation was Rebecca. Rebecca and Trevor had known each other for a long time. They were friends who had reconnected and started dating. They were living together in 2015 when Ebby came to stay with them. She says she doesn't think she has any helpful information, but she did help confirm a lot of the details that we had been hearing secondhand. I didn't see her a whole lot, really, because she was young, you know, had friends, hung out, and, you know, I just didn't see her a lot. But then I don't know what all happened, but she was going through some hard times. For whatever reason, she moved in with Trevor and I. I think it was around August of 2015. Yeah, I think that was about right. Because she was just needing a place to stay and going through a lot. And, you know, we went to, like, Harvest Fest together. She would go to work. I think she worked at Lady Foot Locker. She's super sweet, but just not super, like, open. Like, you know, she's not going to just come up and hug you and start talking to you forever. So I didn't get to know her personally super well, even though she lived there. But anyway, she was a sweetheart. I think she, from what I've, like, I've talked to a lot of people now, and it seems like, you know, there's a lot going on. She tended to kind of compartmentalize different Mm -hmm. Different, I um, remember sometimes I would come in and she would be laying on the couch and she would, and the TV would be on, but she wouldn't even be looking at it. She would just be kind of looking up into space, like just thinking, you know, is yeah, she did that a lot. When she would come to you guys' house, did she tend to leave her car there? Did she let other people drive her car? She never brought anything or anyone over to our house. So, and I never saw her leave with anyone. Like she would always leave alone in her car and come back alone. Like right. I never saw anyone else and she would even go and hang out with us a couple of times like I said harvest fest and things like that but she was just super chill super quiet super um I know she made a lot of like Instagram videos while she was at our house and I've been watching those they're so cute but yeah she just was very kind of I don't want to say a loner what I saw was that she was a loner I, I don't guess she was out there in the world but for as far as when she got home, she was, she was alone. Rebecca confirms that she and Trevor went to the wedding on Saturday night. And Trevor didn't want Abby to stay at the house while they were out. And so the, the weekend when she went missing, you were mm-hmm. sort of telling me about, I wonder if you could just tell me about the call and what happened. We, I want to say, I mean, I don't remember, but I want to say it was a Sunday it, it was a lazy day at home, not working. So I feel like it was a Sunday. So we're like wondering where she went, whose friend's house. You know, we weren't concerned. She was like 17, 18 year old girl. We know, you know, we've been that age. We weren't worried about where she was, but she called and he's like, where are you? Like, you know, why haven't you been home? And she said, I am here. And we were all sitting in the living room when she said that he put her on speakerphone and she's like, yeah, I'm here. And Trevor gets up he goes and looks in the driveway and her car's not there. And so he's like, you're not here, Abby. And she's like, yes, I am. And anyway, she hangs up the phone and Trevor starts crying. And I'm like, why are you crying? Like, she, you know, whatever. I wasn't worried once again at all for some reason. I just didn't expect her to come up missing. So not worried, not worried. And she's like, finally, he gets back on the phone with her. And she's like, I'm fucked up. And that's all she would say over and over again. And he's like, oh, my God. And at that point, I'm like, okay, this is not good. She's somewhere, doesn't know where she's at. And she's messed up. So we're like, we've got to find you, you know. And I don't know. I really don't know if, like, she hung up and never answered again or why they didn't continue talking. But all I know is they got off the phone with each other. And we started driving up and down Cantrell and Ronnie Parham and 
going places we thought she might be. So we were just driving all around West Little Rock just trying to find her. Didn't find her. Talking to everybody. Lori at that point started getting really freaked out and called the police. And there you go. That was the last time we ever heard from her. And when she was on speakerphone, I mean, other than her saying I'm fucked up, was, did she say anything else or did you hear anything else that sounded like there could be anyone around or not really? Not at all. I mean, she she just sounded like she was confused and she didn't know where she was. And she sounded very sad. Like, she, she was very upset. I don't know what she was upset about, but she was very, like, I'm I'm sorry for cousin, but she's like, I'm fucked up. Like, you know, I just remember her saying it like that over and over again. Like, she couldn't believe it or, like, I don't know. And I can't think of anything that would make me think I was somewhere else. Like, it had to have been something really strong or, like, I don't know. But it was bizarre. And she didn't slur her words. She wasn't, she didn't sound messed up. She just said she was. It's so weird. I don't know. But she didn't didn't sound like she was about to fall down a drain. I can tell you that. Like, no way. (laughs) On Saturday night when y'all were at the wedding, did she ever say anything about where she was going or, um, like, why she wasn't, I guess she wasn't staying at at your place because because y'all weren't going to be there? Yeah, her and Trevor, like, argued about it because Trevor was like, why can't you just stay at your friend's house tonight? You know, I know you're going to have people over. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's trying to make her a little bit more responsible, like, and yeah. try to make sure she took care of her where she was going, you know, try to be the bigger brother. Anyway, she didn't, and she wanted to hang out with her friends. Again, totally understandable, but he never told us, like, like, again, when we would go to work every day, like, we didn't know what she did all day long, you know, we don't know... I don't know. I guess that's part of being like a 30-year-old with a 19-year-old. You're just not super parental yet. So we didn't like keep great tabs on her, you know. We just kind of let her live there and go as she pleased because she's, you know, she wasn't our kid. And I wish that yeah, had she's been different right now. Yeah. So you know. it's just, I don't know. It sucks. Rebecca says the police never reached out to her. I don't know why the police never reached out to me. Not that I have any information, as you can see, but I watch TV. And I know that, like, every tiny detail matters. But, like, I was reaching out to the detective that we, uh, Lori kind of gave everybody, like, all of Trevor's friends, this number to call if we saw anything. Because we were all driving around looking for a car, like, her driving around. We thought she had, like, ran away and that she didn't want to be found, but we were trying to find her type situation at first. And I would right. be calling that number. Try, I, I thought I saw her car one time, so I called it and left a message. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, y'all have to answer me. No one ever called me back. Like, it was very frustrating. It's a, a nightmare mess. Like, they did not take it serious at first. And then they didn't even do the right things when they did start taking it seriously. And literally, Lori had to fight tooth and nail for them to even try to figure out what happened, like, or find her. I mean, it was disgusting, really. She says she'll call us back if she can think of anything else. We'll be right back. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
stats, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires and connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs starting on March 13th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Technically, the police investigation into Ebby's death is still classified as open. So police won't officially close the case. But Detective Bruce Maxwell recently told Laurie his theory is that Ebby somehow crawled into that pipe herself. But as we've seen from our multiple visits to the crime scene and from what everyone has said about Ebby's behavior, Detective Maxwell's theory makes zero sense to me. I know you've told me before, but just for the podcast purposes, can you just tell me, um, like, how you knew Ebby and how you first sort of, like, got the idea and started to make a podcast? Yeah, so um, Ebby and I knew each other as kids. I must have been, oh, God. This is Astrid. She knew Ebby in elementary school. And in 2020, she started compiling her own podcast called Subterfuge in Chalmont Park. And she told me that Ebby's case has had a huge impact on the community. Ebby's case especially has been at the top of everyone's mind since 2015, honestly. People are still, like, very angry about this, and it's, it seems like they've lost, you know, a significant amount of trust in law enforcement in Little Rock, which is really sad because, you know, they're mm-hmm. supposed to be a resource there to help. But this just seems to have done, like, a lot of damage in people's psyches. 
Astrid reached out to me after this podcast started airing. We've been talking about some of the rumors that surrounded Ebby's case and about how important it is to clear up these misconceptions so that we can understand what's actually going on in order to move this case forward. One of the things Astrid says she questioned was the way that Ebby's body was found. Tommy Hudson said that he had sent robots down into the drainage system in the park and that after they hit an obstruction, they dug up that pipe and Ebby's remains were identified. But Astrid said that she heard a different story. I think it was after I released the second episode, so kind of right at a year ago, I, I got this message from a girl and um, basically it was like, you need to talk to one of my ex-boyfriends. Like, he didn't have anything to do with it. It's just, he has something that like might help you piece everything together. He has something important I think you should know. So she put me in contact with him. I reached out to him and he apparently worked at a, a plumbing company back in 2018 when Ebby's body was found. And so he and his coworker that day they went out to uh, to Chalamont Park because apparently, I'm not sure if this is documented or not, but apparently there have been problems for months and months and months with the drainage system and the water system. The, the source of the problem was in the park, obviously. So they took a look at it. They were like, hey, there's something that's clogging your drain like way, way, way back. Something that we can't see. You need to call in someone from the city with like the right equipment and cameras. You need to put a camera down there and see what's, you know, obscuring this and like causing all these problems. So that's what they do. They put a camera down there and then not long after, that's when they see human remains. And that's immediately when they called the police. So according to Astrid's source, it was actually the plumbing company who alerted the police to the remains instead of the department having a hunch. I have the phone number of one of the plumbers, but so far... He's not calling me back. So right now, I can't confirm this story. But Leslie, the person who told us about her son's encounter with Guy Hooper and a longtime resident in the area, told me that she had heard some similar stories. That's the story that was going everywhere. So neighbors were complaining to the city for a while about problems yeah. with that sewer and, um, and causing issues. And I, I did hear that more than once after they dug her up. And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, then he comes on her and says, oh, no. And I was totally contradictory. And I thought, well, maybe he's just protecting. They were spinning it that way to protect the integrity of the investigation. Yeah. That they might. They a, really, I mean, you know, I can understand that. And that's what it may be. I understand that you say things on on the air, you know, in public that um, to protect the integrity of the investigation. Maybe he has a really strong lead and he's afraid to say anything. You know, yeah, and because he doesn't want to jeopardize who he's got in his sight, but no. Now, both of these things could be true. Maybe the residents were having issues at around the same time that Tommy Hudson got the idea to put robots down the drain pipe. Monty also mentioned that he had a similar idea. It certainly seems like a logical step for a cold case investigator to take. But it does call into question, like so many other things, the information provided by the LRPD. Then there's the other piece of potentially crucial forensic evidence. That red or orange-red towel, the one that was snaking out from the passenger seat of Ebby's car. By using what we do know about the crime scene, we can figure out some things about the perpetrator. 
we can deduce that it was someone who knew the area very well. I believe the towel was not, as one of the early investigators suggested, put outside the car by Ebby. In her last Instagram post, Ebby was pictured in what looked like the passenger seat of her car. I think it's far more likely that the towel was used to drag Ebby out of the car and down into the drain, either by someone lifting the manhole cover or pushing her down into the gutter. Or maybe it was a two-man job. One person could have slid the body into the gutter while the other one waited at the bottom of that storm drain and pushed her body into the pipe. While I've worked on this case, I feel like I've gotten to know Ebby Stepik, and I feel like I understand her much better. Ebby compartmentalized her life and her friend groups, and because of that, a lot of her friends didn't know each other, and even if they did, they haven't talked to each other in a long time. But now, those people are older. Some of them have kids of their own, and they may have gotten past the things that worried them when they were 17 or 18. A lot of people are coming forward now and speaking out. What do you think? I mean, what do you think will happen? Do you think this will ever get solved? I definitely think so. I think that I definitely think that regardless of whether or not it's, you know, these guys that were at the party or if it was the security guard, I think that, you know, the perpetrator had help and it's really right. hard to keep a big secret like that. Somebody's going to crack eventually. Yeah. And the end of this season does not mean the end of our investigation. Ebby Stepik was like so many of us. She was a young woman. She had just turned 18. She was figuring out who she was going to be and what she was going to do with her life. She was sometimes flawed and sometimes naive, but she had a good heart. She was someone who stood up for other people. She was someone who loved her friends and family. When I stay up late at night, I replay all the possible scenarios in my head. I think about the horror and inhumanity of a person who could take someone in a vulnerable position like she was and put her down there alone in the dark. I absolutely believe that whoever did this was extremely calculating. They were calculating enough to possibly back her car into that parking spot near the manhole and calculating enough to know that there was a 13-inch concrete pipe all the way at the bottom of that storm drain. So once again, this podcast is a call to action. I'm asking everyone in the community who may have been afraid to speak out or worried about getting in trouble or just not trusting the police. I'm asking you to put that aside. I'm asking you to try to imagine if this was your friend or daughter or sister down there alone in the dark. You would want to go to the ends of the earth to find out who put her there. So we're not giving up. We're keeping the tip line open. And I'm going to continue to fight my hardest to figure out what really happened to Ebby Stepik and to try to get answers and justice for her family. I believe it's what Ebby would have done. I'm Katherine Townsend. This is Helen Gone. Helen Gone is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It's written and hosted by me, Katherine Townsend, and produced by Gabby Watts and Mike Dowd. Our executive producers are Brandon Barr, Elsie Crowley, and Virginia Prescott. Mix and Master is by Ryan Peoples, and our music is by Ben Salee. If you have any information regarding Ebby's case, please call or text our tip line at 
School of Humans. School of Humans. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs starting on March 13th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With so many streaming devices out there today, what sets Roku apart? Roku players are made for one thing, to get you the entertainment you want quick and easy. That means a simple home screen with your favorites front and center, channels like iHeartRadio that launch in a snap, and curated selections of TV for when you only sort of know what to watch. Not to mention all the free TV you can stream, including over 300 free live channels on the Roku channel. Find the perfect Roku player for you today at Roku.com. Happy streaming!